day of school all's renewed with the world hope destiny is that some of the kids in your class yeah it's a couple of them okay patience patience yeah that one's that's another one yeah i hope hope my students are filled with patience they're gonna need it (laughs) it's all back today now as much as we poo-poo the weeks leading up to this I love this first day. Oh, sure you day. love first it. First day of school is that's, great. It's, we fell in love with yeah. young people years ago. That's the whole point. We're, yeah. we're, we're like, uh, you know, we were talking about Elvis and Michael Jackson yesterday. Yeah. You got to love them. You, <laughs> you know, they were back and quickly destroyed a bathroom. Yeah. Did you hear that? Uh, I, the story I heard somebody got sick in a bathroom. Oh, no, no. That's not the way it was described. Uh, nope. Okay. Nope. Dismantled. It's the one near my classroom? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Dismantled. Okay. Back one day. Kids are going to be kids. You got to love kids. Yeah. I wonder how they did that. I don't want to know. One day back in Maybe they had some leftover Fourth of July fireworks and uh, flush those babies hot. Who knows? How how do you go about that? Or maybe it's what they were serving in the cafeteria today. Nah. <laughs> really going to besmirch the cafeteria? Just runs right to the end. Oh, I had that problem the other night. Yeah, I, wanna, I, know. I don't want to revisit that. What was that. the guy at the Home Depot a couple years ago? Yeah. I'm going in there and blow this place right. up. <laughs> he was just talking about the men's room. Right. <laughs> yeah, appreciate so, the heck out well, of that. Maybe they were, the nachos were a little, <laughs> a little spicy <laughs> today at the school. <laughs> Yeah, whatever. Maybe it wasn't intentional. So I got a varmint in my room. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. First period, second period? No, no. <laughs> End of the day. Oh. I'm sitting in my room, and I'm hearing scratch, scratch, scratch. Is it Mr. Williams from across scratch, the hall? Scratch, scratch, scratch. <laughs> and I open up my little uh, my little cabinet door right next to my leg. And there, sure enough, a tail was going up into the, uh, into the, into the electric work. Okay. Up he ran. Well, it can't be good for the electric work. Uh, I don't think so. It was Rat telling the electric no, work no. now, are you? I, I didn't know if that was a... Do you learn that as an apprentice? I don't know how you <laughs> did it, but I know there's a bunch of now and later rappers in my uh, oh. little cupboard. Uh, well, you so. should be laying off that stuff. One day back, we got bathrooms wrecked and rats already shut. Big day at school. Oh, uh, well... It's good to get back into it. <laughs> I miss it. You miss it. I, I, you enjoy. You're ready when summer gets here. Yeah. But then you kind of miss it. I, well, I, I definitely miss. You miss the little rats. <laughs> I, 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 missed, I didn't miss the rats. No, I, I like the toilets operating. That'd be good, yeah, too. That's good. You want those kind of things. I need it. I, <laughs> I'm at that it's stage. right over there by you. I'm at that stage. You, I, you don't want to run any further yeah, than that. I, I have to have that in my contract. <laughs> There's going to be one nearby. Well, there is one. just doesn't work right now. <laughs> okay. All right. Anyway, so we got that today. First day of school. So welcome back, children who are making their first day back. For those old timers who have already been going a week, well, 
Last a better day today, though. Students on their first day of school are John Daniels. <laughs> one's um, coming in and one's going out. I'm pretty sure the kids on the first. Well, I don't know. I mean, you're looking at going, like, I've got juniors. I got 179 more of these to do. Yeah. If I'm a kid, I'm like, geez, I'm gonna... John Daniels, you're liberated. I got to think his pockets are full of, uh, you know, uh, Ranger money, Ray Davis money, oh, yeah. fills his pockets. Oh, and uh, 17 years. Remember when we interviewed him over across the hall yes, years ago when yes. he was just a just a lad himself? Yes. <laughs> just a wee man. He wasn't as old as the second baseman no, back there. That's right. But, um, he, uh, he had a nice run, 17 years with the franchise. Well, they had the winningest little era. In history. And the, the worst. And the worst. <laughs> he had it all, that John Davis, or John Daniels. But uh, either way, uh, we talked yesterday, and uh, we mentioned that there were some calling for his head, and uh, Ray Davis started it up today. And, and when you you pay attention to the fact that they built this brand-new stadium. They did. And yet attendance is coming in about 17th or 18th in the majors. Yeah, in, in years past, and this would be a great summer to use the excuse, it's so miserable, yeah. it's so hot, nobody wants to sit out in the bleachers or wherever in yeah. the middle of a July-August yeah. Arlington oh, you're summer. The weather. I'm talking about the weather. <laughs> you're talking about the ball club. <laughs> no, 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 I'm not talking about that. No, I don't think I would talk about so the Rangers and heat. No. <laughs> But, so not, but uh, that was that was always the excuse. Yes, you could use the excuse back. Oh, it was a hot summer. But now you got the roof you can close up. Yeah, and you can keep it at a you know balmy seventy whatever seventy two degrees, yeah. except for when the grid is overloaded. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and instead, your attendance with the brand, brand new of uh, the big play show place is below middle of the pack. Well, as we used to say in Lufkin, when John Tyler came to town, we'd play their fight song and sing Flush That John. <laughs> so, okay. That's what the Rangers did today. Uh, and, and therein lies, it, six years losing in a row is one thing. Having been given the task of we're going to build a new place, you make sure the fans are into this enough to fill this thing up because that's where we make our money, and you're not. I don't know that the winning versus losing or the empty seats got him fired. Well, I think at some point last offseason, he went to his owner and said, hey, if you'll give me X amount of dollars, I'll be a couple of guys. And, and he did. They'll, they'll sexy up the team, and we'll get more people in the stands to come see him, and we'll be a little more competitive. And he got the money but didn't deliver. And well, it's no, he del- no, he delivered. They didn't deliver. Well, the owner delivered the cash. Daniels delivered some free agents. Yeah, but, they were going to sexy this but up. The free agents he brought in weren't of the variety that bring in people to the stands. They're, I like both players, but they're not sexy. No, they're not going to put folks in the stands. And they started the year hitting one fifty. Yeah. That and the Rangers help. quickly dove out of contention. Now, they but got back they in got it. They got back in it, and on the backs of those two had a lot to do with it. But 
by that point in time, the fans are already turned off. Yeah. That's, our, that's our stars? Yeah. And they're hitting 150 they, apiece? They did not make a good first impression. No, they didn't. And they yeah. may be great next year. Well, they, they may come out of the they gate They both great. ended up with decent years this year. It's not like they're having bad years. It's no. just they their initial you know, coming out of the gate to the fans was, oh, my gosh, this it, is it? Can you flip this season around for Seeger and, and Simeon? And have them starting out. Yes, if they had started out hot, they might have brought some excitement, but they staggered out of the game. Yep. And the whole offense did. They were the big part of that, and the whole offense was terrible out of the gate. They couldn't score runs. They put their pitchers in positions where they couldn't get wins. And and John Daniels pays the price today because those stars he signed – did not fill up the ballpark. Yeah. And, and you got to think last offseason, he said, well, well, let's spend some money. And he talked his owner into spending money and signing some long-term deals. Didn't pan out. Today he pays for it. But it's just too bad because if if just waited, he could have brought in a guy now that could fill the building every night. And who would that be? Well, who who went on the market today? Who's available now for who the Who went Rangers? on the market today? Gallo? You, you didn't see no. who the A's released today? Oh, the A's released uh, 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 Andrews, Elvis Andrews. Elvis. Yeah. They brought Elvis in. Yeah. In the summer of Elvis. Yeah. He may have died yesterday, but. He ain't coming back. He's back today. He ain't coming he back. Bring back Elvis. No, they're not bringing back Elvis. Yeah. They're not bringing yeah. back Elvis. Bring him back. No. He's not gone. Yeah. No, they, they, uh, that's a little half Jerry Jones Elvis there. It was, <laughs> it was neither of those, actually. I'm Jerry, not sure what that was. Jerry Presley. Jerry Elvis Presley. Jones. That's, that's, that's that what character. It was. I'm working on that. Wow. <laughs> you need the Johnny Walker Blue uh, or the banana sandwich, uh, one or the other. I want to do prescriptions. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> Hey, coming up on the show today, uh, Brandon Lane's going to hop on the phone with us here in about uh, five minutes or so. We'll talk a little Redwater Dragon football. And then coming up, bottom of the hour. And I I screwed this up yesterday because I told you guys yeah, yesterday. Big screw up is what you Brandon Lane to be at a 530. No, Brandon's 515 because I had to move him because I had forgotten when I was at the homeschool fair two weeks ago that I had scheduled the, the head coach at Trinity Christian so, School. So who's the time now? Brandon Lane's 515 on okay. the phone, All right. and, and Phil Nash is 530 here in studio. All right. We well, got back-to-back guests. We got like three minutes. I, I got to broach a subject. Throw the three All minutes right, we have go ahead, on. broach. Great news for the Cowboys today. Long overdue, and he's not— Jerry uh, sold the team. He's not home yet, but Chuck Halley's made one of the three finalists for the Hall of Fame from the senior mm. committee. Guy that ought to be in the Hall of Fame, uh, to me— other than Jack Ham, he was the best outside linebacker in the 70s. Jack Ham was a little bigger force, but both of them were phenomenal at covering backs out of the backfield. Uh, Hallie may have had the best. He had like Sean Lee hands. He, he, if the ball was in the air. He's a turnover uh, guy. Yeah, he was a turnover guy, but he was also an outstanding tackler. Five all pro seasons, uh, six pro bows. This guy was legit. Better than and, Ted Hendricks? Uh, yeah, Ted Hendricks was a glorified defensive end, in my opinion. Yeah, but he was playing outside linebacker. I know, but he was a glorified defensive end. He okay. was kind of the forerunner to LT. 
Okay. That's where he, he made his so hay. So you're not going to count him as that? No, I, I don't really consider him a pure outside linebacker. I can sure consider him more of a glorified defensive end. I'm trying to think my way through 70s linebackers. Outside linebackers. Outside linebackers, not inside yeah. guys. Bobby Bell's a fine, but yeah, he's kind of 60s too. He but was 60s. Ham was the best of the late 70s. Hallie was the best of the front end of the 70s. And uh, I think deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. I'm trying to think if there's a great number of outside linebackers. There's not. I just it's don't not. It's like Chris a, Hamburger yeah. at, Minnesota, I mean, yeah. at, at Washington. Yeah. Nothing I think Hallie was a better outside linebacker than Hamburger. Hallie was just an outstanding no, I, I player. I agree with you. And, I agree. Uh, but I, okay. the, the fact that he was – you know, the uniqueness of his being the MVP of a losing Super Bowl to yes. this day. He he was just that guy. He was great the next year. Had a fabulous year the year after when Why? they won it. Was he got has he gotten passed over because too many Cowboys in the hall? No, he got passed over because there was a backlash against the Cowboys in the hall. Well, that, that's basically what I mean. Yeah, but it, there wasn't too many. Yeah, but mean, that was the If perception. you look at the Lombardi Packers and the No Steelers more. There's a lot more of those two teams than the 70s Cowboys. But the 70s Cowboys were really two teams. There was the Halley teams, and then there was the, you know, late 70s team. Stallback was there for both Super Bowls, but they were really two separate teams. No, I got you. It's it's the Dorset Cowboys and the pre-Dorset Cowboys, I think, is the way you look at it. But either way, I get it. And Halley just got overlooked in the process. And you got to remember, this is the hardest hall to get into. Who are the other other uh, of the three senior finalists? You know? nah, I can't remember the other two. They can get one, can't they? Uh, yeah, they. Yeah, they get one, I think they get one. Yeah, and and, and um, Cubby Walls, uh, Everson Walls missed out this year. That's yeah. fine. Holly should be in front of him. Yes, I agree. Yeah, but good we'll, news if you're a cowboy. We'll guy. look that one up and see who the other two senior yeah. uh, senior committee finalists are. All right, we'll take the break. When you get on the horn, you know how the plan works here, folks. It's uh, 5.15 on a uh, Wednesday afternoon in the middle of football season. Brandon Lane's good to go at 5.15, but he may not. So we're going to give it a shot and see if we can get him on and make this uh, make this magic happen. 14 minutes after 5 o'clock, leaving the yard. Zach and the professor on the fan, 107.9. You stick around. We're coming right back with the head dragon himself, Brandon Lane from Redwater. back 18 minutes after five o'clock leaving the yard zach and the professor here on the fan 107.9 what did i tell you before we hit the break what's that all plans are soft well i got a coach on the couch i could have brought coach on the couch yeah i don't have a coach on the phone yet i left him a message he may call all right so we'll probably call when we have the coach that's what i'm saying i'll on the coach on the stool it's probably better leave the coach on the couch are you sure he's here he's here he's on the couch a hand worth more than two in the bush. Well, Brandon Lane's going to get the segment time. 
If he calls in that time, we'll get him on. If he calls after that time, then the coach on the couch is the coach in the room. He's in the chair. He's on the air. What are you rambling or uh, rapping? I can't um, tell the both. I can do them both. You give me a little. <laughs> I can do both. I'm gonna give you a little. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so uh, we'll, we'll we'll do the red water talk without the coach. Right. Obviously, last year we had him on last season before he got hired or before after he got hired before they started the year, and then we got him on again as they came out of the gate gangbusters. Yes. They beat up poor Old City and New Diana and and Edgewood last year. Three oh, oh man! How'd it go to that? They didn't. They went good. Okay. They struggled after that, yeah. but that's that's a good that's a good base to grow on. So if you are uh, if you're Redwater if you're a Redwater fan because they'd won one game like each yeah. of the last three years so that was, this was a step up they took three years worth of wins in three yeah. weeks, but. They got smacked back to reality once uh, once well, district started. They're in a tough district. They, they are in a very. You tough got district. a bunch of schools down there that used to be four A top schools, and now they're three A top schools. And you're Redwater. You got to got to get handled. On. But you got to think at some point that's going to be a good spot. Oh, I, th- oh, I agree. I, I think cyclically it becomes a good well, spot. No, I, I think we're going to have growth that way. I think if I was going to circle a community. That has a high school. Now, obviously, Red Lick is, is blowing up out there. But if I was going to circle a community right now that has a high school that I can see more and more people moving to, I think that would be the one. Now, you might argue Genoa on the Arkansas side, but I think Redwater is a, a place that people are going to continue to move to. Well, you make the argument about Genoa on the Arkansas side who has dropped to eight-man football. Yeah, but they, they grew too much. Well, wouldn't you agree that their growth took them to a place they didn't feel like they were prepared to be in football? No question, huh. no question. In fact, I'm on some forums today reading it, and there are a lot of folks kind of taking Genoa to task about, wait a minute, you've got this many kids at your school, you're getting lots of transfers in from Arkansas or ASD, and you're not you're not even playing 11 man football. What's the point of that? You're all you're too big for playing eight man football. You're gonna beat up on these little schools. Well. They're trying to they're trying to save football. Yeah. I mean, if they don't do this, they're not they playing. They don't have a long history or long tradition of football. Right, Redwater does. I really think it's a timing issue. I think eventually there will be movement out that direction. I think there's going to go more money out that direction, and, and I think uh, when they do, the hooks in New Boston's and maybe even the Atlantas of the world uh, may see a reversal coming out of there. Well, they got a chance. There's no more danger field in that district. And pretty much the usual suspects: New Boston, Pewitt, Prairie Land, Chisholm, Hooks, Decab. That that's a district they should be able to be competitive in. And I think more and more going forward, as growth goes that way, you'll see them being more competitive. I I just don't see growth in the western part of the county that I see in Redwater. But we'll see. They they opened up new addition school this year. Yep. Putting some money in some facilities. Yes, they are. Uh, and that's I'm, something Coach Lane told us yes. a year ago. That was kind of the intent. So, so anyway, I'd like to hear more from him, well, but he's not here. We'll reschedule. So we'll, Maybe we'll practice ran over. They open next Friday uh, on the road. They're at Wascom, which, of course, is playing their Ooh. first game without Whitney Keeling yes. as the head coach. Then they got Atlanta week two. So they're back-to-back. They're really playing up in weight class. Last year, they really played down in weight class. This year, they're playing back up to a competitive level. I I think they learned a lesson of 
you may got three wins right away, right? But were you prepared for district? No. They come out three and zero this year. I think people will look at them a little it, different. It's it's a ear ear perking up conversation because I don't think anybody well, expects what is that them. exactly. You're, you're, ear, you're perking up your ears. You're looking, ear listening for them. Up conversation. Yeah, you're, you're listening. Is that for something y'all say in the Midwest? Oh, you say it all over the place. <laughs> when there's something out there, you're perking uh, your ears up. Ear you're listening for what, that, what is that? I don't know, but right now, for those of you on Facebook, you may have just seen uh, Chuck's best Prairie Dog imitation. <laughs> really. Yeah. Those are sod poodles. Isn't that what uh, they are in, in uh, Amarillo? Sod poodles? Yeah. Aren't that what they are? The minor league team? Uh, once again. Uh, I think that's not, what they are, sod poodles. I'm not from Amarillo, so I'll take your word for it. I'm not from Amarillo either, but I, I'm I pretty sure. I would that would be the carny workers. No. <laughs> sod poodles. I'm pretty sure yeah, that's Amarillo it. has more per capita carnival workers than any other city in America. Why would you know this? Because... I considered it. <laughs> <laughs> As I'm looking around for a place to go, I think Amarillo may be the place. Well, I Why thought not? it could get me in a career. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. Since we've got a coach on the couch and we've basically burned uh, Coach Lane's time, we'll uh, end it. We'll take the break here a little early and we'll get in a coach since we got one in hand. That is Phil Nash. He is the head coach over at Trinity Christian School. We'll take the break a little bit early. We'll uh, go get him from the couch, get him in the chair, and we'll talk a little Trinity Warrior football when we come back. Leaving the yard. Zach and the Professor on the fan, 1079. want to thank the good folks over at Budweiser at Fast Signs, the Party Factory, Stewart Title, and of course High Tech Signs for hanging out with us, making this all possible. Quick break. We'll come right back. Leaving the yard. 1079 the fan. They say consistency is the key to success. Oh, yeah. All right, if you're just hopping on with us and, uh, you heard me yesterday promo the fact that we had uh, uh, Brandon Lane on today. That's not him. That, that face instead, if you're on Facebook, is not Brandon Lane's. That's Phil Nash. He is the head coach over at Trinity Christian School. You and I met at a homeschool fair a couple weeks ago. Yes, we did. And I'm like, wait a minute. I, you must be the new coach over there. Get you the heck on here. Well, and. Glad. As luck would have it, here you are. Yes, sir. Glad to be here. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, we're excited to, to, to get a chance to talk to you. Uh, if you don't know, if you're not paying attention, Trinity has gone to eight-man football. What is this, the fourth season now, I believe? Yes, sir. It's our fourth year. Your first. My first with Trinity. So tell us about how you landed here. Wow. It's a, been a long trip. We, um, I was spent the last three years in Texarkana. I was at TMS at the, as their middle school athletic director. Um, prior to that, I was in Jacksonville, Texas, and then had a stand up in St. Louis where I was a high school AD and defensive coordinator there. Oh, you have bounced, haven't you? Yes, sir. So how, what, walk, about, walk us through the, the opening of the job at Trinity and, and why you felt it was right for you. Well, I got connected with Trinity last year when my son Toby played baseball. Okay. And we just liked the fit of the school and the Christian environment there. And so I was actually looking to transition to work for FCA. And I had started – talking with them about finding a place in their organization and the athletic director at trinity at the time made a quick leave right and so that job became open and it was just a good fit i sat down talked with our principal there and Mm -hmm. we just shared the same vision for the school and for the students and so it was one of those 
godsend is what I, we, we look at it as. So are you AD over at Trinity? I am, yes, Okay, sir. so you got the whole thing. We got all of it. All right. So let's talk about football because last year, about this time, school got its first ever win in eight-man football. It was about yes, a year ago. And I know there was a lot of excitement and enthusiasm following finally getting rid of all those losses, getting that win. What's the condition of the program right now? We are on the rise. Uh, we lost seven starters from last year. Wow. Out of an yes, eight-man sir. team. Wait yeah. a minute. <laughs> that's that's a big number. Yeah, you don't see many programs anywhere that can survive a, a no. loss like that. But there's a good, solid base. And as a, as a member of the HGA, we have a unique opportunity that we can play homeschoolers. And so we, we have found a couple of homeschoolers that are come in that are going to fit some of the holes that we have. Nice. And then we had some guys that are already there in the program that have just grown and matured. And we have seen a lot of growth in these guys since I came on in June. And so I'm excited. I think the holes we had are going to be filled with some young guys that are going to be quality players. Now, now you weren't there before, but I, I'm led to believe there's a quite a difference of attitude about the possibilities now that there's – you know, some W's on that side of the ledger. Yeah, the kids have a lot more confidence. Right. You know, they, they feel like they can go out there and compete with the guys in their conference and that they can go out there and win some more ball games. And we're hoping to continue that that same precedent that was set. And we want to keep going, you know, and keep building on that winning tradition. Talk to us about equipment and cost. Uh, obviously, when you're coming from a, a public middle school, you've got a budget and you kind of go through the catalog or tell the salesman we need some – you're at a private now that doesn't have a, a long tradition, and as you said, it's it's still relatively new. How, how do you finance this thing over there? You know, tuition goes to cover a good chunk of that. You know, but then our our parents and students still pick up some of the costs. You know, they're buying some of the 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 non football gear. So you're talking about cleats, girdles, stuff like that. They're picking that up on their own. But you know, we we have a budget that we are to buy helmets and shoulder pads and those type of equipments. If they want a little extra swag, they're going to have to. If they want a little extra right now, they're getting it. And then we're looking for some donors that can come along beside us and help <laughs> to give that to the kids. So donors not swag. buying the fancy gloves or. No, any- sir. <laughs> no, sir. We're pretty humble in that approach. You're not going to have one week with pink shoes or anything like no, that? No, sir. Nope. <laughs> but, but, you know, it feels like there's some. I don't want to. I, and I'm not trying to, to make this sound wrong or trite, but there's a lot of innocence or purity to the way you guys are approaching this. It's not a huge fan base. It's not we're putting out all of this hoopla. It's not we're going to these amazing places to play. We're playing football in small venues. It's kids that love the game. It's parents that want to be part of it and support it. And it just feels like it's down to its base. You know what I mean? Yeah, it is. It's it's sports really at the, at the heart of what sports is right. meant to be. You know, and I, I've been telling this to the the students and the parents that I've been meeting over the last couple of months. You know, this is the these are the these are the kids that I've been talking about and wanting to coach now for the last twenty years. I've been doing this for twenty five years, and you've always you always hear coaches say, "If I only had, if I only had." All right. You know, and but we have we have kids that love the game that play because they just want to get out there and play. There's no, well, I'm trying to get this scholarship. I'm trying to get this recognition. Yeah, we want that for our kids. But they're out there playing because they just love playing football. They love playing basketball, baseball, whatever that sport is. You know, then they get out there and they do it because they really believe that God has given them a gift to play. And so now they take that gift and they use that to represent him on the field. And it changes the way the game's played. Now it's just not about them and what they do, but it's about the, the 
how they represent our school and how they represent their faith. And it's really exciting to be a part of that. Which really walks an interesting line. By the way, it's Phil Nash, the coach over at Trinity Christian School with us today. You, you want to be competitive. You, you know, we all know football's an aggressive sport. It's not dancing. It's an aggressive physical activity. And yet you're trying to also walk that line of your faith and mm-hmm. not going over the top and not taking the competition so seriously that you would cross the line that would embarrass yourself, your family, your community, your school. How do you work that line? Well, I don't think, well, I don't think you're going to find a more competitive guy than me. I, I want to win everything we do. And so when, when we talk about being, going out there and being competitive, and we want to go out there and put our best foot forward in every play, every game that we're in. But we, we, re, we remember that, you know, God called his people to be warriors. And, you know, we're not warriors just because that's the moniker on our, for our mascot. I mean, he's called us to be bold and courageous and sometimes to stand up and fight for what we, need, what we believe in. And so I think that idea of being a warrior and having that, that fight in you goes right along with what the, how the Bible tells us to live as Christians. We need to be strong and bold in what we believe, and we carry that to the football field with us. You know, we're going to be strong out there. We're going to be competitive. We're going to hit you as hard as, as anybody else on that field because that's just the, we, that's the that passion, I guess, that God's given us for what we do, and we, want, we carry that out in how we, we play. Will you help them pick them up when you knock them down? Maybe. <laughs> I got some guys that will, and I got some guys that are going to look at and say, hey, get up. That's right. <laughs> Now, sticking to your biblical references here, uh, have you got a schedule full of Goliaths, or what? What are you? Who are you playing this year? Yeah, you know, we are playing. We we kept a strong team on last year. We played in the three A. There's in the HCA class two classes basically. There's a in football. There's a two A and a three A, and we were right there at the cusp of the of the division points. So we played up, and we played Destiny Christian School out of Disney, Oklahoma. They, they ended up winning the state championship last year. We got up on them by three touchdowns and just couldn't stay with them. They, they had three times the manpower that we did. So our, our boys played really hard. They fought hard, but ended up losing that game. But we decided to keep them on the schedule. We wanted to challenge ourselves, and, and we really believe in the team that we have. And so we look at that as a measuring stick for us as we go in to our playoffs. We'll play them, I believe it's week seven, Oh, two weeks before we go into the playoffs and so we see that as a game to, see, to kind of really measure where we're at as you get ready for the season coming out of 11-man football what do you take from 11-man football that you can put into eight-man football i take a lot of the concepts that we did you know I, I, as i've been preparing for this season you know i i've been able to take some of the the offensive com, you know concepts that i learned even under coach stanford under Coach Tabor in Jacksonville, and apply those. There's a lot of the the passing and running concepts that we did that you just, you modify a little bit. You might take a receiver out, you know, or you take a, a lineman off, but you can still do a lot of the same schemes that we do. And doing that this year with the boys is really, I think, has opened their mind to the possibilities of what football can look like for them on an eight man field. And defensively, we kind of did the same thing. I took a lot of Coach Wilson's coverage schemes from T high yeah. and applied them to what we were doing and teaching them how they can how we can combine zone and man together and I think it's changed how they see the game how they play the game it's given them a little more confidence to play fast and play aggressive now were you around this team at all last year 
No, sir. No, not sir. during football season. Did you have a chance to see film on the opponents? I have. So yes. what, what have you seen? You talk about Destiny being a pretty good team over in Oklahoma. What have you seen on the film from other schools that you guys are going to be encountering? Are they as sophisticated as you're talking about using 11-man concepts for eight-man football? Some of them are. Okay. Right? And not to not to, to talk down about any no, opponent, no, 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 no. but some of them don't appear to be there yet. Okay. You, you see them trying to... Put in some, I think, trying to put in some of these com- concepts, but the execution isn't there yet. Okay. So I, I think what we're going to do in the field is going to give our boys a definite edge when it comes out there to competition. So, so let's flip around a little, uh, you know, philosophicals about this. Offensively, you're going to you're going to school us a little bit here. Offensively, what does your program look like now? We're going to look like a spread you might see in eleven men. Uh, we're we're going to line up with three receivers and a running back. We're gonna we're gonna run the ball to set the pass. Gotcha. All right. So we're gonna run a combination of, of zone reads. We're gonna run a combination of power plays to set up that pass. And then we're gonna on the on the passing side, we got a little younger quarterback. So we're gonna roll him out, give him some some more simpler reads, some shorter throws to, to make. As he, and then as he builds up that arm strength, builds up that confidence, will extend the field. And you were telling us an interesting interesting thing before we got in the air, and you said you little younger quarterback. Describe that because we're thinking, well, a younger quarterback means you got a freshman plan. Yeah, we're, we're unique. In our conference, eighth graders can play up. And so our quarterback is going to be an eighth grader this year. And his, his brother played quarterback for us last year, then transferred to a, a local high school. And so we're going to get a chance for him to step up and play. And he's looked great this summer. He's put in a lot of work, has a day out there from the. The growth of, his, of a player to him stepping up, even being a leader among some of these guys who are older than him, uh, he has really filled that shoe. That's real. That's unusual to hear you talk about an eighth grader, and you're going to have upperclassmen who are going to be taking orders from him, basically. Pretty much, yeah. But he, he's 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 humble in what he does. Yep. But he, he under, he's learning and understanding the game. So I have confidence that he's going to be able to execute that really well. Who do you have back from this? You lost seven. Who's your starter back from last year? Well, we have a starter back on defense. His name's his name's Cade Shadricks. Okay. He's a homeschool student out of uh, Shreveport. Okay. And he's going to start a nose tackle force, probably the strongest kid in our program, and he's going to anchor that defensive line. And he is, I mean, well, he is a motor out there. He not, not much gets in his way and stops him. So I'm excited to see what he's going to do out there on the D line. And then we do have a returning starter on offense, um, TK. Thompson Kemp, he's on a he played receiver last year. We're going to move into the backfield, and he's okay. electric. All right, he he has a chance to to rush for a thousand yards this year, and I, I think he can do some some good stuff for us. Now, now you had mentioned the field dimensions are different. Those yes, of sir. us who are eleven man guys know you got a hundred and twenty yard field, and you get dimensions are what you guys are dealing with. So our field dimensions are they're forty yards wide by eighty yards long. So if you look at conventional field, we're going to be just inside the numbers for our sidelines, and then we're going to be eighty yards length. Okay. So cool. is, is this a game about speed or about? It's about speed. This okay. is a game of speed. All right. I mean, the fastest teams have the advantage. All right. Obviously, if you're playing on an eleven man field, you're not going to have go post. Is kicking part of this game? Talk to me yes. about that. Kicking that. is a part. Most teams in our league will will run a two point conversion. But kicking is an option. But I tell you, last year, they didn't kick a field goal once. Oh. Right, and I think that just goes down to, to personnel. Is it a game where you're just trying to outscore your opponents more than anything? you you just got to put up more points every week. I, I know that sounds redundant. Every I mean, that, that's football in general is you want to put up more points to your opponent. But if you come back and look at our film from last year, 
you know, we won a lot of our games by double-digit margin. So, yes, we want to put up more points. We want to play fast. But there is a defensive element to this. Yeah. That you are going to have the chance to stop your opponent and work towards shutouts. So, okay, so you, you kind of pre-answered that. I'm, I'm, I'm listening to you thinking, all right, if this is kind of feeling like arena football a little bit, we're getting up and down the field pretty fast. But now you're talking about shutout kind of things because in my head I'm thinking, I really am looking at this as a coach going, if I get a stop or two a half – and my offense is pretty good. I'm going to win this game. But you're talking about it a little bit differently than I'm, I'm perceiving it. The, the, the games that I've watched, they, the, the offenses can score. I mean, the, the field is wide open. But there's opportunities for defenses that have a good scheme that they, you can get stops and you can actually flip the score on your opponent. So, and, and I've seen, a lot of the games that we won last year were by, you know, 15 – you know, 30 point margins. Really? Yes, sir. That's a pretty impressive. We got to take a break. You want to stick around? I'd like to talk a little bit about growth of program, how you guys play, and what you'd like to be doing in the future. Yes, sir. You got a few minutes? I do. All right, we're going to keep him here. Phil Nash is the guy you're listening to. He is the coach over at Trinity Christian School. We're going to take a timeout. We'll come back in just a couple of minutes. We'll talk some more about uh, eight man football in Arkansas with the coach of the Warriors when we come back. You're on Leaving the Yard. Zach and the Professor on the Fan 1079. We are back 47 minutes after 5 o'clock, leaving the yard. Zach and the professor here on the fan, 107.9. Phil Nash is in here with us from Trinity Christian School. But you have breaking news I before do, we I go back do. to Coach now, Nash. We appreciate Coach Nash coming in, but uh, we are the uh, the home of uh, Texas High Athletics, his former employer. So uh, next Tuesday night, we're going to uh, debut a little something different. A little something, something different. Uh, Keith Schutte and Jason Boston are going to be broadcasting Tuesday night live from Tiger Center, a volleyball showdown between uh, Texas High and Pleasant Grove here on uh, really? 1079 The Fans. So, wow. Uh, yeah. Well, I just want to let people know you'll be able to get you some volleyball. All the, having been someone who's called volleyball for all I can say to uh, Keishu's good luck with that my friend because right. uh, just let Boston do it it's fast and it's furious and uh, let Boston do it he's a faster well, he'll be I'm better I'm just saying good luck on that <laughs> I, I love volleyball it's a great sport but uh, it's got mood changes like uh, well my ex-wife yeah <laughs> <laughs> tomorrow by the way on uh, Kirk and Company uh, Chad Buchanan will be in here. Right. We'll be talking to LA. And tomorrow afternoon, 5 o'clock, Josh Richardson. We'll be talking the uh, football edition with the Gazette's sports editor tomorrow as it comes out on Friday. With us today is Phil Nash. He is the athletic director and the head football coach over at Trinity Christian School. And we were talking a lot of you kind of getting the job and what happened last year. But uh, I want to go a little bigger vision on this because you guys have been playing at Genoa the last couple of years. Genoa has slipped down to eight-man football themselves it's a gracious arrangement by the folks over at Genoa but is is a long-term solution for you guys no sir no sir it's not we have begun talks with some local businesses in town to look for people to come out 
beside us as sponsors. We have a field behind the school that we want to renovate and turn into a, the foot, a football field and the future home for our football warriors. And so that plan is just now in its infancy, but we our goal is that by the time football season rolls around next year, we are opening that state that field up. Wow! And, and kicking off there at the new home for the Trinity Warriors. Now, how many how many seats would you like to have around a field like that? We would like to have around four to five hundred. We we get a, on an average three hundred or so between current attendees and right. alumni that come in for the games. We have a strong alumni base here in town. Everywhere I go, I meet somebody that says, hey, I went to Trinity. My son went to Trinity. Right. Because because we have a daycare and preschool and, and all those components to the younger grades, we get a lot of people who come in for a few years, get connected to the school, love what we're doing, but move on for various reasons. Sure. And so they oftentimes come back and support our athletic events. So are we talking the whole kit and caboodle? Are we talking about lights? and? We are talking right now about lights in the field is what we're looking to put down. So uh, you would transfer, because you said you play typically Saturday mornings now. We play Saturday afternoons. Or Saturday afternoons, yes, so you go to evening ball games. We could then go to, fi- to Friday night lights, yes, sir. Wow, that would be cool. That would be it? great for our kids to get that, that type of experience and that, that type of exposure that comes with playing on Friday nights in Texas. Is that what the other schools that you play typically do? At their place, you're playing on Friday nights? Most of them will play on Friday nights. Really? On occasion, we'll get in a Saturday afternoon game just for, to make travel arrangements better. Right. Because you know, there are some schools that we're traveling four or five hours to. And so when, in those type of situations, we'll play a Saturday afternoon game just so they can come and go on the same day. And you said you're playing schools in Oklahoma, Mississippi? Yes, sir. We're going to Greenville, Mississippi this year to play Unity Christian. They're about a th- two, two, half, three-hour drive down 82. Then we're going to go up to Disney, Oklahoma, and they're about a five-hour drive, and, and we'll play Destiny Christian School there. Now, you haven't gotten the kids all together on the, on the road yet, have you? You haven't no, put sir. them in a bus? Not yet. You looking forward to that? Always looking forward to the road trips. <laughs> you know, there's some good time for bonding and just those kids being together, getting them out of the class uh, off campus. So I'm looking forward to that. Now, how many are on your team? I know eight are on the field, but how many do you actually have? Right now, I have a roster of 21. Really? Yes, sir. It's a big roster. We it's it's big for last year they carried 24, but this summer we started off at summer workouts and gradually built over the course of the summer. And so now, as school started up, we got some of our middle school kids in. We are now up to 21. Nice. How many would you ideally like to have? I would like to be around the 24, 25 range. Okay. One of my long-term visions is right now we don't play middle school football. Right. We we play – everybody plays up at the high school. And that's just because of a numbers thing. I would like to have it where in the next year to two years, we have enough students in that middle school age range that we can field a middle school team and then get those guys playing more and develop them so that we have a constant feeder coming into our high school program. Is this kind of part of the recruitment to get kids to come to the school? Like, look what we offer here. It's I know, and Trinity's been great at, at baseball, has been great at basketball, mm-hmm. track has been, but football's not really been a thing until a few years ago. Is that part of the mission here for the school? Yeah, we want to get our athletic programs out there. We want athletics to be part of what the school, the school's identity. Right. You know, as a Christian school, we want athletes across the town to come and see hey you can come and play get a great education we also want to be plugged in our community one of the reasons why we want to build this field is because we want to offer a place for the community to come 
and and play your little league games, have your practices, nice. and then be plugged into to our church and what we're doing sure. with our mission. Nice. You mentioned Genoa, or I mentioned it. Genoa's come down to eight man football. You didn't make it work this year to schedule them. Do you see that being a thing in the in the future? Obviously, they play public schools in Arkansas. You play you play Christian schools, private schools. Do you see the two of you actually hooking up and being able to play each other? Yeah, we haven't had that conversation yet. You know, all, all of our conversations have been along the lines of allowing us to play on the field. But I'll be open to that. My, our kids are interested in that, and so I think if that opportunity came along, we would look and try to make it happen. Sure. I mean, it sounds intriguing to me. Yeah. If you got two eight-man teams this close to one another, and you don't have to go five hours on the bus to get a game mm-hmm. in, it would feel like that would be a natural rivalry potentially. It could have the potential. To yeah. Do that. What we don't know is how long some of these eight-man teams are going to stay. Because from my understanding, they have the, they might have the opportunity to move back up. Sure. As their numbers grow. Sure, they do. So, that that I, I don't know the Arkansas scheduling classification rotation enough right. to know how long they'll be there, but. Now, are you the staff, or do you have some helpers on this deal? I I have one assistant coach. His name's Sean Good. Sean was a graduate of TCS in uh, 2016, and he has come back to, to us as a student teacher, and he's also going to coach with me, primarily helping on the defensive side. But he's working with our offense and defensive linemen right now. Go ahead. Cool having yeah. a staff. It's all. just nice to have a staff. It's nice not to be a one man show out there. Well, you, you want to yeah. bounce ideas off somebody else, exactly. just you know, talking to yourself in the coach's office. There. It, it turned to me talking to my son. <laughs> my, my, my son has become kind of the, the the player assistant. His name's Toby, and he he and I have talked football now for the last couple of months, and so he's always like, "Dad, we're we going to do this. What are we going to do here and here?" And so he's becoming the 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 little coach himself. But it's nice to have another another adult on the staff that you can definitely bounce ideas off of and evaluate players now, with. How old's Toby? Toby's 15. So he's getting close enough now he can start saying, oh, if I'm an assistant coach, I should get a check. He's, he's trying, but not yet. <laughs> or, or he may want a car out of the deal. <laughs> That's probably where it's going. <laughs> that, we're at that point now. I, got, I have one waiting for him in the parking lot. Yeah, the, see? Yeah. It's, a, it's where you're at negotiating now. Yes, sir. It's a great recruiting tool. <laughs> now, if, if, you're, if you've got this program, where are you going here? Is this the whole shebang? Are we getting a band and a halftime show? Are we getting drill team or cheer? or what? I mean, what's going with this? I'm not going to comment on the band yet. I won't right. put anything out there for okay. them. But we have a cheerleading crew that's going right. to be at the games. All right. And they're, they bring a lot of energy to what we do. So um, we're, we're growing this program right yeah, now. Yeah, no. So I... it's, it's a, we are looking to, to add components to it every year. And so we got the cheerleaders coming. I'd love to be able to get a marching band out oh, there yeah. in the future. But I'll let Mr. Jones work on building no, I'm, that. Oh, I'm sure. I, I didn't know if you already had that no, going. No, not yet. Hopefully that's going to be part of the component of this as you keep moving forward with yes, it. Yes, sir. It's very exciting stuff. I, I really was not tuned in to exactly what you guys had going on. And I really appreciate you coming out today. Hey, absolutely. It's been my pleasure it, to be here. It, it's it's very educational, and it helps us get a better idea about it. And and uh, hopefully we get a chance to follow you. You need to start texting me some scores. I will keep so that, you in the loop. Yeah, so Monday we come back on the air every Monday. We go, hey, this is what Trinity did this week. And we'll definitely get you back on. And if you got some of your guys you want to start bringing out with you. I'd love to. We'll get you and them on, and we'll, uh, we'll promo the program a little bit more. That sounds great. That's Phil Nash. He is the head coach and the athletic director at uh, Trinity Christian School. And we're out of time. I got music in my ear. So we're done for today. We'll try to get Brandon Lane another time. The head coach over at Redwater didn't work today, but we will make it work another time. Reminder, tomorrow, Chop Buchanan on Kirk & Company. Tomorrow morning at 7 o'clock. And at 5 tomorrow, Josh Richard, editor of the Texarkana Gazette. We'll talk the football edition coming out 
this very Friday. By the way, you guys in that this week? We should be. All right. Good. Perfect. We're done. We'll see you guys tomorrow. We'll do it all over again. Here on Leaving the Yard, Zach and the Professor on the Fan 107.9. In this up-and-down economy with a sense of